Clearly, I am not a famous person, a best-selling author, or an influencer of any sort. Although, I hope to be that and much more someday. Between these and my imposter syndrome, I have decided to embark on this journey anyway. Hi, A.B. Francis is my name. And guess what? I am your host. Essentially, I'm going to implore you through this podcast to reconsider your view of the use of a fork and pay attention to its nuances. Mentally, of course. Are you still there? Then this podcast is for you. What is your unique story? Care to lend a voice? Really, do you care to lend your voice? Then come on in. Let's share, learn, inspire, edify, challenge our creativity, as well as motivate and entertain for the win. What do you say? I say, welcome to Fork, Fear, Filio, and Hustle. Are you a home health care company in need of a reputable and professionally committed physical, occupational, and speech therapist provider company in Houston, Texas? Or are you or someone you know a licensed physical, occupational, or speech therapist, assistants and bilinguals alike, seeking to serve in home health and private care? Where working self-scheduled flexible hours is the norm in providing care to pediatric and adult patients in Houston and nearby cities in Texas. Spade Rehab is an independent physical, occupational, and speech therapy services company located in Houston, Texas, you need to contact today. Spade Rehab has been providing its services to private pay individuals, LOP clients, and contracted home health care companies for well over a decade. With curated, personalized professional services just for you that will have you bouncing back to being your normal active self again. Based on a short or long term goal recovery plan of care in physical, occupational, and speech therapies, outlined by its qualified therapists after each evaluation and scheduled follow up treatment sessions catered to your specific needs in the comfort of your home. Interested? Simply send your inquiries and resumes to spademedrehab at gmail.com. S-P-A-D-E-M-E-D-R-E-H-A-B at gmail.com. A trusted and experienced company serving the community for well over a decade. Small we are, but we get the job done. Email them today at spademedrehab at gmail.com. Spade Rehab Services, different and resilient in what we do. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to the show this week. I'm your humble host, as always, A.B. Francis, your fork bearer. And the show, of course, you know, is Fork, Fear, Filio, and Hustle. This week is our 15th episode. This week's episode is our 15th episode. Fork, Fear, Filio, and Hustle podcast is 15 episodes in. For you out there, you may not see it as a big deal. It may not be much, but for me, who comes to sit behind the mic every day, to do this or every week to do this, it is a big deal for me because truly I didn't think that I could do it. I didn't think that it was going to happen. Even though it was a plan and a project that has been in the works for as long as it was before it eventually came to fruition, came to life. It was a struggle. It was a challenge. It was, you know, several demons, you know, working against me, including me, myself and I working against me. But I'm so grateful to God that my determination, my passion, you know, my 
love for media production helped me to continue and stay on the course and see it through to this point where it is today. So I, I honestly don't take it lightly. I mean, we're just 15 episodes in, so we're, we're just beginning. This is just a very small, very, very small, tiny beginning of a lot more that would come in the, in the world of entertainment for Break Barrier Productions. Break Barrier Productions, you know, is the parent company of this podcast. And I'm just really excited and encouraged for all those of you who listen to this show, whether it's one person, whether it's 10 people, whether it's uh, God knows how many of you out there who actually listen to, to little old me talk to you and, and, you know, once a while bring in uh, my friends to chat and, and share information. So hopefully you're getting something great and authentic out of it and inspiring out of all of the contents that have been put out from this, from this platform here. I just want to say thank you once again. You know, I can't do this without you. I know that it's not, you know, I'm not speaking for myself alone. There are people who, are happy to hear my voice, who encourage me and say to me, you are doing a great job. Keep going. You have this. I'm proud of you. To all of you who do that, I'm really very thankful to you. You are the reason I come back to the studio every week to do this, even when I really don't feel like I'm, you know, I'm on the right path yet. You are helping me to find my voice, which I believe, I believe very strongly that is a voice worth hearing. And the voice is also worth using just like yours out there. So I'm so really thankful to all of you and wherever you're listening from, please, please continue to listen and comment and review. And you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whichever platform you choose. We're on most of the um, streaming platforms, including our host platform. Our website is on is on the way and in the works. That's another story and topic for another day. But guys, I just want to say thank you. 15 episodes in is a lot for me. And I am just really, really blessed and honored to have this opportunity and privilege. Last week, I spoke about some women, game-changing, powerful women in the world, just a few just a, a few of them, a handful, I think three or, or so, uh, however the number was, but just a few of them that I thought I felt empowered by, I felt inspired by that are doing great things for the world and for women and humanity in general. I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to that episode, but if you've not, or listen to any of our episodes, let's say you are new to the show, you're just, you know, finding or discovering Fork, Fear, Failure, and Hustle for the first time, you are welcome. Thank you for stopping by. I hope you find something here that will, um, that would cause you to come back, that would entertain and inspire you and encourage you to want to come back for more because this is a show that is here to empower, to encourage, you know, to inspire, to help us grow in various ways of life, you know, um, as it applies to our fears, failures, and to gone for whatever it is we are gunning for in the form of hustle to get to the finish line, to win that, you know, um, battle that we're fighting or we're, projects or whatever it is that you are trying to achieve as a person, a goal, a dream, you name it, whatever it is. But we chose to title the show Fork, Fear, Failure, and Hustle. And it speaks for itself loud and clear. So that episode is out there. Please go check it out and let me know what you think. Again, I am still finding my voice as I go, this is episode number 15. Welcome once again. I introduced the topic for today on the last episode as uh, small business uh, 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 related. So as a small business owner myself, I've been, I've been in it for a minute. So I've had small experiences here and there at my own level of operation. Um, small businesses come in different forms, shapes, and sizes. 
usually if it's a one man's business, if it's a sole proprietor business, uh, it's considered small business um, or maybe not. But that's my understanding of it. Um, because they say if you want to go big, you're supposed to have partners. You're supposed to have a lot of money. So for those of us who don't have that much money to start um, big, we start small. And I am part of you, small business owners out there. But before I go into the topic of the day, I just want to touch on a few things. Um, still in the business realm, but also quickly about what has just transpired in my country, Nigeria. As we all know, the world is aware that Nigeria just held its presidential and governorship and other levels of uh, elections in the past weeks. So, you know, and we all know how everything turned out. I am not a political fanatic. I don't like talking politics. I did say so in one of my episodes, but what happened has happened there. And people obviously are unhappy about the way things transpired, how the election was conducted. You know, people were killed. People kept on being harassed. Um, the rigging of obviously was, was no secret. The whole world saw how everything went, but at the end of the day, life has to go on. If it is the will of God that those who have chosen, you know, to grab and rig their way into the positions that they're in to stay and rule the people, then so shall it be. If it's not, well, well, hopefully we all live to see the results of it all. And I will just say to you, Please be encouraged for all those who are disgruntled, for all those who are unhappy. I've seen videos of people tearing up their Nigerian passport because they are so hurt by the whole process um, with the Electoral Commission, INEC, the way everything was handled. It's just really a shame, you know, and and quite embarrassing that in this day and age, things like this are still happening in broad day view of the world. And it's like the, the people, the, the country and those elites themselves are not even like shaken, especially the perpetrators of all this evil, these evils that um, have been done just so they will stay in power. They're not shaken by it. They don't know what it means to be ashamed. They don't know what it means to be embarrassed. All they care about is that they have to have these positions. They have to win these elections by crook or, uh, 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 by hook or crook. So that being said, it is what it is. I hope and pray that we can all find the courage to move forward with our lives and try to do what we can do, you know, to better our lives and hope for change tomorrow and hope that somehow, somehow things will transcend into a, a, a state and place where life will be a little bit better than it is right now. That being said, I want to move to a lighter note of something and news that I'm so happy about in the entertainment world, which is my world. That is where my head is at. Um, and I'm excited with this about these news that I heard. Um, and I just want to share it with you guys. I am sure if you are somebody who loves entertainment like I do, you would most likely smile too with the information I'm about to share. So here are the stories that brought me great joy this past week in the media and entertainment front. Now you all know PDD Sean Combs PDD. He is vying to buy up the Black Entertainment Network. These are his words. Media is the most powerful industry in the world, but it's the industry where we have the least amount of ownership, influence, and control. He wrote, it's time for at BET to be black owned again. So we have the power to tell our own stories, control our own narrative. This is not about me. It's about we with like three or four, four exclamation marks. I'm building a team of leaders in the culture to pursue ownership and at BET together. We have to unify our 
our power and resources to create real change. Hashtag the time is now. Friends, this made me really happy because I was shocked to find that BET wasn't owned by, you know, a black group of game changers. I I really, uh, to be honest with you, I was really surprised. I found this out last year because I I was in um, Atlanta right around the time when the BET Awards was taking place because I went to visit a friend over there. And um, somehow the conversation came up because she, my friend in Atlanta is a pharmacist. One of my friends in Atlanta is a pharmacist. And she had the contract to go and carry out COVID tests for some of the elites that were going to be at the show. It was a requirement for anyone, especially if you're going to be like a presenter or like in the forefront of activities or whatever, to make sure that you come in with a a negative COVID test. So she had, you know, this uh, opportunity to go carry out the test. And as a guest, of course, I had to go along with her because I wanted to see who that was. I was being nosy at the same time, excited that, okay, maybe I'll come across one or two celebrities, so to speak. So we went to this high-end hotel where they were staying for the weekend, you know, in preparation for, for the award show. And the first group of persons that she uh, had to test was this young lady and, and a young man. I think they were supposed to, um, a present. I don't know their names. And even if I do not necessary, it's not relevant to, to what I'm trying to say. But anyways, before we got there, I was, you know, curious. So I asked, I said, okay, so BET is owned by black people, right? She was like, uh, I don't, this was my friend now. She was like, no, I'm not sure. I don't think so. I'm like, what? Are you sure you don't think BET is owned by, by, by black folks? She was like, uh, she's not sure. I'm like, well, since we're going to talk to these people, um, see these people that you're, you're about to test and they're quote and unquote, some high level celebrities or people that will be there. They should have information at least about who owns BET. So me, I'm excited. And we continued the, the trip to that spot and, um, got there. Um, folks who are friendly, thank God. So we, we, we kicked off a conversation and in the middle of the conversation, I threw out my my question, because I was curious, I really wanted to know. So I threw out the question to the young lady as we were talking and I asked if BET was owned or black owned. And she was like, no, BET is not black owned. And truth be told, I was shocked to hear that that was the case. You know, I really was because I never in my wildest dreams imagined that that big old network of, of black entertainment does not belong to the people that have been portrayed in, in that environment. And I was like, but why, you know, I will, you know, she could tell that I was shocked and displeased by that outcome of her response. She could see it on my face. <laughs> I mean, not against her, but I was just like surprised that that was the case. But anyways, long story short, that was it. And I was not happy about it. I like, I was really disappointed, but to hear this, I first actually heard about this um, on TMZ, uh, earlier late last week. And I was like, what? That would be awesome. That, that sounded like a great news to me that he was about to, you know, uh, put a team together to buy up that, that big network, please, please, please at Sean Combe Didi, go ahead and do this. We need to have our own, our platforms at this point, especially when our stories have been told and you put it right. We should be telling our own stories in our own way and control our own narrative. That's how it should be. So that was something that really put a big smile on my face. Now on the home front, when I say home front, I mean the motherland, Africa, Nigeria, my home country, uh, is another very uh, exciting story that I came across. Um, Miss Mo Abudu is a media mogul based in Lagos, Nigeria. She is the CEO, CEO of uh, Ebony Life TV. Um, 
She is teaming up with the Idris Elba, the Hollywood black hottie to work on some projects. Like literally they are about to team up to develop African TV and film projects in Africa. And that sounded like music, another good music to my ears, my body, my soul. And I just said to myself, I can't keep this quiet. I want to share this with my audience, with my listeners. Guys, Africa is pregnant with so much, especially in the industry of media and entertainment. And you guys know, the world know that we are as we are talented, like to the teeth, but just need to be harnessed in the right way and in the right formats and, and opportunities be given to us. So all of this brought happiness to my heart and gave me hope because as one person who is slowly crawling my way into the industry, it just gives me hope that better days are just ahead. If we can see it, if we can go for it, with the right vision, it could happen. All right, my friends. So those are the informations that I wanted to share that really made me happy. And I wanted you guys to share in my happiness on this 15th episode of the show. All right. So now back to the real crux of the matter today. The real topic for today is small businesses. How do we fess up to growth challenges? I am still dealing with it. And I thought, why not share these informations that I believe will be relevant to all of us small business owners, because we don't know it all. Some of us just only dream of what we're about to do, what we want to do, what we're doing. We don't really care about like informations out there that may be helpful to us. The changes, you know, in the structure and atmosphere of business these days, um, we just believe in what we believe and assume that 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 is enough to grow what we are doing. And um, I figured as I'm learning, I want my audience and my listeners who are interested um, in the same area of uh, endeavors in life to learn just as I'm learning to grow whatever it is you are working on out there. So these are considered mistakes we make as small business owners. But in this case, I choose to see it as a learning moment for startup dreamers like me and you. Are you ready? Okay. So first is bad location. Choosing a bad location for your small business. I think that is crucial. Uh, as somebody who loves, you know, um, location and views in terms of what you see. I remember when I moved my, my small business years ago out of my home, cause I started from home and started, felt like I was now strong and grown enough to, to get an office space. I was looking for a space that had the type of view that I wanted. I, I looked for specific area in the building that would give me what I was looking for. You know, uh, it wasn't like a buying and selling situation. So not a storefront, but an, uh, in like an office building. But I wanted, I was specific about what I wanted to see, where I wanted to be located, where I wanted my little office to be located in. So bad location, depending on the type of your business is crucial um, not to make that kind of mistake. You want to make sure that you are looking for or choosing a location that will be beneficial um, to the growth of your business. Now, sometimes being specific like that can be expensive. I understand that, you know, but these are just informations that it's good to be aware of, you know, just so when you're planning and strategizing and plotting and, um, um, you know, making your arrangements, you want to consider that as well. So again, this is for learn, learning purposes. I'm not saying you must do A or B or C or D. This is just to educate us a little bit more as we proceed with what we are planning with our dreams, our targets, you know, our projects and, and all of that stuff. The second one is single founder. Okay. So 
again, being a single founder myself, I can relate to this also. It's not easy to be a single founder of a business. Um, not everyone has the opportunity or privilege to have someone team up with them or partner with them. Like we are, like we just heard on that, in that information that I shared with the PDD or even Moabudu. You see those people, they are all, uh, up there in their game. So I guess it's easier for them to align together or to find somebody to align with. But you know what? We will get there. We shall get there. As small business owners, we just need to be able to have the right focus and the right idea and mindset of where we're going. All right. So stay with me now, which is this is single founder. We will we will get there. We'll get there. But they're saying it's a mistake we make that we start our businesses alone or by ourselves as a single founder. I am one of them actually tried looking, especially in this production part of my business Endeavor uh, startup that I'm, I'm on now, which is Brick Barrier Productions. I tried to see how I can have someone, at least one person partner with me. Um, but the hopes were there. They kept my hopes up, but it never happened. And I felt like the more I waited, the more things were not going to happen. The more nothing would happen, the more I would be held back. So I took matters into my own hands and I said, okay, you know what, God, um, if it's your will, something has to happen. And here I am today. Thank you, Lord. I'm, I'm a, a, hey, I'm a child of God. So I have to profess that it's not, nothing is done by my power alone. It's God giving me the enablement. So that's just what it is. So yes, single founder, they say is a mistake that we make, but again, it depends on your own case type of business and the opportunities that are available to you. Raising too little money is another one. When you don't have enough funds to start the business or you raise not enough money to start off the business. Again, I am a victim of that as well. This production here is not an easy thing to do. And if you understand this industry very well, entertainment in general, media production in general, a lot of things are involved technically, you know, digitally, financially, and all whatnot. And I am handicapped in most of the technical areas. So I have to outsource most of what I do, you know, and it's not cheap because I'm not yet monetizing what I'm doing right now. I'll get there someday, but but that's not happening yet. So I'm having to, you know, uh, dig from here and scratch from there to, to make ends meet so that I could keep doing what I'm doing. Hence your support will be appreciated too. Uh, I, Hey, ain't no shame in my game. If you want to donate to the show, I'll definitely really, really appreciate it. Uh, more information on the hosting platform, Buzzsprout there. Um, so again, raising too little money. Sometimes this can also be a huge drawback for a small business owner or a startup. You want to raise as much money to start, but you want to start it anyway, whether you're able to do so or not, which is what I did. Um, hey, it's a struggle, right? This is why I'm sharing this information so we can learn from, you know, these people who are somewhat experts and are sharing information to help us do better in our decision-making and hopefully in the next step that we're taking in our small businesses, because growth for me is a mindset. Okay. Growth for me is a way to go. Growth for me is where I'm going. It's what I'm looking at. It's what I want to see. Growth for, for me is what I wish for you. Hence I'm doing this. Another one is hiring bad employees. I have been a victim of that as well. My first business suffered from this hiring bad employees, you know, from having employees who want to cut corners, but want to earn the money and end up messing stuff for you, stuff up for you. Um, so there is nothing like having a bad employee. Sometimes we hire people out of desperation, especially again, as a small business owner, it is hard because you can't afford to do like the background checks that some people do. Um, 
you, you, you don't have the, the wherewithal to get, you know, you are not privy to more information about this person. You take them for face value on what they tell you during your interviews and all whatnot, or even someone, a friend or a family member recommends them. You hire them as a result because you trust those people that they are coming from, you know, different scenarios. And we hire people that end up not being so good to the company that, you know, they are hired into. These things happen. I have been a victim of that. So I definitely know what I'm talking about. Did I learn from my mistakes? Absolutely. Yes, I did. In fact, now, if I do so, I I want to make sure that I go, I put in more effort to getting to understand who you are and pay more attention to what you're doing, you know, if you're working for me or with me. So that is important. Pay attention to who you hire in your small business. All of this from one to number four that I've read to you so far are things that can crumble the business if we don't pay attention to them, if we don't look into them and see how we can apply them, you know, wisely in what we do. So number five of these is not putting enough effort. That is on you. That is on me. Okay. There were times I remember when I started my first small business, I started from home. It was a small business and I know where I came from to get to that point where I, where I started that business. I was actually at a very, very tough time in my life. I was, I was at a very, how do I put it? I was down financially, so to speak. I was I was at a point where I thought I was going to lose it all. Um, one or two persons who are close to me may know what I'm talking about, but it was a time in my life where I had come out of one partnership because, you know, um, things didn't work out. And as a result, I, I, I found myself in, in real hard times really, really hard times. And I want to thank, you know, Mrs. Davis. I don't know if you would ever listen to this, but if you do, Rose Davis, Rose Davis was the one who linked me up to my other hustle that I started, which is the small business, you know, that I, I actually built from the ground up on my own, but I had someone who helped me show me the way on how to go that route. So, Hey girl, thank you. You know who you are, but I started that business at home and I remember the zeal. Oh my God. The zeal at which I went into that, that, uh, um, startup with is, is one that I hope I can still have again now, though I still do, but sometimes you know how it is. I would work from morning till like sometimes midnights because I went around advertising. Like I was my own advertiser. I would go knock on different doors of offices asking for fresh accounts, you know? So after doing that for a while, I had so many accounts that I had to keep up with the work and then finding people to help me, you know, uh, do the job, which is hiring people um, because I was a subcontractor to many companies and I had to work. I had to put in the time. I had to put in the effort to make sure that all those accounts that I have been able to garner are happy with, with the, you know, with the job that was being done. And it was a roller coaster ride for me. I, I mean, when I went, they say put in the work or put in the effort. I know I did put in the effort at that beginning point. I mean, there was no time for break. Sometimes I don't eat all day you know, just because I wanted to grow it. I wanted to, you know how, you know when they, how they say, sometimes you don't understand what you have until you lose it. So I was at that place of, you can call it desperation to get my feet back off the ground, to pull my head out of water. So I did everything to make sure that that, you know, um, um, startup succeeded and it did, it did. Uh, so putting in effort, but then it shouldn't be just at the beginning. It should be all the way through. All right. This is my story here. So put in the effort. We can't stay small forever. The idea and hope is to grow. 
so that if you put in the effort, you're going to grow bigger and bigger and bigger. Okay. That is just how it works, especially these days when things are continuously changing. Things are, you know, like, man, sometimes it's kind of hard to even catch up, but we have to stay, we have to stay uh, updated with what's going on. Whatever it is, your small, your type of small business is, you just have to roll with the times. Bad planning slash slash structure is another one. What kind of plans do you put in place? What is the structure of how you run your business? It is also very important to have a good structure that will support what you are doing and what you're trying to do or where you plan to go with it. If the end goal is growth. Okay. Wrong audience targeting. Today, they're talking about wrong audience targeting. Those days, there was not, you know, the, the, the high presence of social media, so to speak. I mean, social media was there, but right now, the kind of power that social media has in growing one's business um, is, so, is so strong that if you, if you don't know how to social media, like I don't, or if you don't have like a, a huge social media presence, like I don't, then you find a way to make that, um, part of your structural planning in the sense that you have to, if you can afford it though, hire a social media person to, um, again, manage that part of the business for you. Cause it's a lot of work. That social media thing, I have come to realize it's a lot. And I'm still struggling with it. <laughs> you know, I'm not there yet in terms whereby I'm able to hire somebody to do it. But eventually, yes, it's going to happen because honestly, social media is here to stay. We can't we can't do without it, whether you are selling, buying and selling, whether you're uh, just growing a company, whatever it is these days, you want to have a social media presence. So having or targeting the right audience to your product and brand is very important is what they are trying to say here. So these are things to consider choosing the wrong platform. You may be on social media, but if you are on the wrong platform, if you're promoting, if you're advertising, if you're, you know, um, sharing your um, products and promoting them on the wrong platforms. Now, you know what that is wrong platform. So it means you're going to get, wrong results, right? So think all of this through poor internal management. Oh my God. That is another big one. If you have poor internal management and that management could be you, you yourself and you like me, myself, and I, if your management, um, skills are not up to par, are not smart and, and good enough to keep it going, then there will be a problem. That will be a big problem. So no matter what you do, it's important to understand that your internal management has to be strong. It has to be fundamentally stable for your business to grow. And that is just, you know, um, the truth about this. And I am learning from my previous experiences and even current ones. That's why I'm just continuously listening, reading you know, interacting with people, expert experts, and just religiously looking for information continuously that I would share with you. And I also learn myself according to one Abel Danjuma. Okay. He says most entrepreneurs that go into business without a co-founder or a business partner hardly exceed the level of self-employment. Those kinds of businesses hardly survive recessions storms, economic disruptions, and legacy transitions, simply because they are mostly operated on the basis of personal motive and philosophy. Most of them find it hard to trust or agree with other people's idea. They, they don't trust investors and can't be trusted enough to invest in other businesses. They think hard work is what brings success only to end up envying those who believe in smart work. I think that's a little bit off envying those. I don't get that, but that's his opinion. Um, and he goes, single founders believe in their skills alone, but multiple founders believe in skills and leverage. He recommended 
you and I read Cash Flow Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki. That's a book that we should read, you and I, the small business owner, so we can learn more and understand more about, you know, strategizing our business and all whatnot. To read Cash Flow Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki. Okay. Now, in the same vein, however, Real Talk gave their own suggestions on how to approach small businesses in order for you to grow. Remember, this is small businesses, how to fess up and uh, uh, how to fess up to growth challenges. So we have to grow. We don't have a choice. You and I, we have to grow. So whatever it takes, you know, for us to grow, we would have to do it one day at a time, small steps, baby steps. But the whole idea, the whole plan and hope is that we grow. We have to be creative and, and be, be flexible enough to make changes where we need to make changes so we can grow. You know, so real talk suggests that continuously improving is key. The business world is constantly changing and successful entrepreneurs are always looking for ways to improve and stay ahead of the curve. This may involve staying up to date with industry trends, experimenting with new marketing tactics and continuously refining your products and services. A growth mindset is a belief that one's abilities and intelligence can be developed through hard, smart work and dedication. This is a critical component for entrepreneur, entrepreneurial success because it allows entrepreneurs to approach challenges and setbacks as opportunities for growth and improvement. Entrepreneurs with a growth mindset are more likely to take calculated risks seek out new opportunities and continuously improve themselves and their businesses. For example, a growth mindset can help entrepreneurs to view failure as a learning opportunity rather than a setback. They understand that failure is a natural part of the entrepreneurial journey and that they can learn from their mistakes and use that knowledge to improve in the future. This type of mindset can also help entrepreneurs to remain flexible and open to change, which is critical in an ever-changing business environment. In addition, Real Talk says, to developing a growth mindset, it is also important for entrepreneurs to surround themselves with positive and supportive individuals. This can include friends, family, mentors, and peers who believe in their vision and can provide encouragement and support when they need it most. Entrepreneurs who have a strong support system are more likely to stay motivated and focus on their goals, even during the most challenging times. And finally, it's important for entrepreneurs to continuously educate themselves and stay up to date with industry trends and best practices. This can involve reading books, attending workshops and conferences, and particular and participating in online communities and forums by continuously learning and improving. Entrepreneurs can stay ahead of the curve and position themselves for long-term success. And in conclusion, a growth mindset and continuous improvement are critical components of success. By embracing a growth mindset, surrounding yourself with positive and supportive individuals, and continuously educating yourself, you can set yourself up for success and achieve your entrepreneurial dreams. Hey, what more can I say? It is the truth. As a small business owner that I've been, I know exactly what this means. This is a very valuable information, relevant information, inspiring information, noteworthy information that we all need to continue to feed ourselves with if we really want to grow. If the idea, if the hope is, if the plan is for you to grow your small business, we don't have to stay small forever. We can actually grow whether you're a sole founder or a multi-founder. But the focus here 
is for small businesses. If you're lucky to have one or two persons as a partner in your small business, oh my goodness, kudos to you. And, you know, hope that you guys are able to work it out and make it work because partnership with the wrong person is like hell. Uh, a case in point is a family friend of mine who had um, a partner or went into business with a partner and took it outside internationally to go set up a business. Unfortunately for him, the type of business mindset that he had, um, this other partner does not possess. However, this other partner has been in the line of business. He is a newbie in it, but as a businessman who has dealt with different, you know, um, caliber of, of, uh, business people and involved with different deals, he felt like, okay, I can make this person see, you know, where we're, where we're going and where we can take this to. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. You know, things didn't work out. This person wasn't patient enough. Things were not, you know, happening as fast as he wanted. Business wasn't kicking off like he wanted it to kick off. And to to make it worse, they started this business in the country that both of them do not reside on. Um, they had uh, one person knew one or two persons there, and he felt like, yes, we have enough grounds to to be able to grow this business here because there is need for this type of business. But when you have a partner who doesn't see the vision the same way you see it, then there is a problem. And long story short, that partnership has broken because they were not on the same page. So partnership is good. Teaming up is good if you can find one that works for you. And if you can find one at all, it is a good thing. Trust me, because doing stuff on my own, I know how much struggle. I know how much challenges. I know how much, you know. Um, hardship it sometimes brings upon me, but I, I am who I am. I, I try not to give up. I, I, I do my best, you know, and, and just hope that things will get better down the road where some of these stresses can ease, ease out. You know, I, I remember, uh, I, I just told you guys about how I moved my office from my work, from the house where it's all started to an office. Well, it got to a point where business was not as usual anymore. Um, at some point I left it and went to go educate myself a little bit more outside of city. So again, leaving your business in the hands of employees, you know, or people that don't probably have the best, your best interest at heart. All they care about is, you know, getting paid and moving on. They are not really interested in the growth um, of the business, in my opinion. And imagine that was a, a mistake I made. But at that point, I felt like I needed to go back to school to get a little bit more educated. Fine. It hurt the business a whole lot, but I don't regret going back to school. However, in the, in terms of, you know, business decision making, my business suffered for it. My business paid the price for it. And when I came back, though I was still coming in from school, I would drive 500, uh, just let's say by a thousand plus miles every other week to come to work for three, four days. I would do that back and forth. I did that for like three, three to four years just to see the business grow. But of course, when you're not there as a single business founder to see your business through, things will go wrong. Things will go bad. And it happened in my own case. And I went from having multiple accounts to almost having zero accounts you know, and the reality set in, I had to tell myself, okay, girl, you have tried to run this business for as long as you have, but things are not the same anymore, you know, and then COVID came and, you know, just things just kept going, you know, downward spiral, so to speak. And I told myself, okay, it's time to move this office out of where it is. Cause you cannot be paying bills and paying rent when you're not, the income is not as much anymore. You know, you can't even keep up the rent of, of your, of your office. What sense, what business do, sense does it make? Zero, zero sense. So at some point I had to, I kept 
pushing myself. I kept going. In fact, I even relocated from one office space to another. Actually, that was because they sold that building. But I moved to another office building and I kept pushing myself and hoping that things will change, you know, that the business will grow. But no, nah, it wasn't like things just kept pushing me back and forth, back and forth. And at, 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 at the point, I just came to the conclusion that I was going to move the office back home. And that's exactly what I did. And that's where that small business, that office, that, that's where I, I operate that business still from home now. And you know what? I think to myself, looking back now is the best decision I ever made. You know, I remember telling one of the, the uh, um, persons that used to work with me that my, my office is no longer uh, anywhere but at my home. And he said to me, smart choice. You know, so you have to roll with the times. You have to roll with the punches. You have to be ready to make changes. You have to be flexible um, just so you are able to um, grow and keep going. You know, the, 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 you ha- we have to keep going. We can't give up on our businesses. We can't give up because we are small. We can't give up because we don't have the resources or we started with small or no money, you know, depending on what it is there is still light at the end of the tunnel, you know, hence um, it's just what it is. And now I'm also, I'm on another startup, which is this one right here that is slapping me left, right and center. Like literally I'm getting punched in different ways. Every time I sit down to think of what I want to do and I can't do it because I don't have the resources, you know, I, the discouragement will set in, but I still, tell myself there is hope. Just, you keep going, just keep doing what you're doing. Don't think about earning any money. Don't think about this or that. Just keep going. So that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. And I hope you get it. And I hope you're encouraged that I encourage to do better, to focus, to learn something, to look at your business and see it as though you can grow it so that there is no envy of someone who is growing theirs out there like that other writer wrote. <laughs> it's not about failure. If you fail, okay, fork it and keep on going. That's the whole idea here. And that's what I did. That business that lost all the accounts, at least now we're coming back slowly again from zero clients to some clients. That is not giving up. That is forking your fears and with the failures and hustling on. You can come back from it or you can pivot there's nothing wrong with pivoting. There's nothing wrong with looking around and saying, okay, this is not working. Let me turn it around and go this direction. Just never give up. Keep doing it. You know, just keep going. How does one recover from failure? Hector Quintalina. Hector Quintanilla. I killed that name. Answer this question. He said, it's easy for me to find myself stuck thinking about the multiple mistakes, failures, and opportunities I missed in the past. This is a painful and energy draining habit. So far, so for years, I've been working on changing this perspective. To answer your question, how does one recover from failure? Today, instead of me dwelling on the regrets of my past, I now focus on how these multiple life experiences have shaped my character and made me stronger to succeed. It is a decision. Your past is dead, except if you decide to live in it. To build a better future, the first step is to leave regrets behind. Decide today to move forward and change the narrative in your mind. You just have to do that, my friends. It is very important. But before I end this show, my friends, I'll just like to say to you, like I say to myself, be sure of what and how you plan to run it and make it work. Start with or without external support or partnership, but be willing to, do, to deal with hurdles of going it alone. I am in it. It, it's not easy. Do not expect overnight growth because it almost never happens that way. It is okay to downsize. Don't start it if you don't believe in it with all your heart and might. Pivoting can be a blessing in disguise. Do not go into it because everyone around you is doing it. No, big mistake. Take time to think it through to be sure it's your path to follow. 
Don't expect everyone to genuinely be happy or believe in you or your vision slash dream. Bottom line, work. Bottom line, though, do the work. Do your homework and put in as much effort as you can. And make sure that you don't ever give up. Fork, fear, failure, and hustle. Never give up. And see how God and the universe will come to your rescue. Remember, small businesses are the backbone of a city, town, state, or a nation. We are important. We bring a lot to the table. So don't ever underestimate your smallness. You provide service. You provide authentic needed service to the world, to your neighborhood, to your community, to your people, and to yourself. You're making a difference. You're doing something. You're being productive. You're being fruitful. That you are able to even venture and even try to do anything is because you can do it. Never, ever give up. You out there, small business owner like me, if you're dreaming to start one, please know that you got this. Don't give up on your dreams. Don't give up on your small business. Don't give up on that plan, the target. Don't give up on that project. You could be a petty trader on the street, fish seller, plantain seller, like my people back home in Nigeria. You know, there's everybody is a small business owner. We come in different shapes, sizes, and forms. Okay. You are important. Without you, the, the society cannot run. I remember 2020 when COVID hit and we were all sent home to stay at home. People were fighting and rushing for food. There was no food. People, essential workers, essential workers, the truck drivers, all those that were never, ever mentioned that nobody knew about the store uh, stalkers, the, you know, the cashiers in the stores, everybody suddenly became the heroes. But we forget that those are the ones who actually run the world. They are the ones who, who make the society go around and function the way it does. So your small business, my friend, is very, very important and believe in it. And you can grow from small to a corporation. You just never know. Okay. I hope this was helpful. I hope that this 15th episode is encouraging to you because I'm encouraging myself. And hey, it's all about moving on, going for, forward to the win, right? Through sustained determination, we can fork our fears with the failures facing us and staring us in the eyes and hustle to the finish line and win. It is possible. And even if you don't win, at least you tried. Okay. At least you tried and should keep on trying. If this don't work, don't be ashamed. Ain't no shame in my game. So if it don't work, I'm going to try something else. As long as you're alive and well, you have a mouth, you have eyes, you, you are healthy, healthy, and healthy, healthy, you can do something. Okay. Never give up. Never, ever give up. You got this. Thank you for listening and I'll see you on the next episode. Okay. Fork, Fear, Failure and Hustle podcast is created and produced by Brick Barrier Productions International. Written, recorded, and hosted by A.B. Francis. Do you have a true life story you'd like to share in your own voice or anonymously on the show? then feel free to email us at fff.h.podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for lending me your ears and voices by listening, sharing your stories, comments, and reviews this week. Find, listen, and download episodes of this podcast on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, 
Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and more. This episode was edited and mixed by Freddyville Media Productions. Join me on the next episode. But until then, be you, stay you, work, fear, failure, and hustle. You got this.